Hello and welcome to a special episode of The Prestige, a podcast about films, filmmaking and film theory. This week it's a small batch episode, um, which we did before with Trainwreck, and although I seem to misunderstand the adjective involved, uh, Spectre as well. So uh, this week we've gone for another um, recent release, and it was one... um, Cho- I wouldn't say champion, chosen by, by Rob, so I'll leave the introduction to him. Yeah, so I thought, given its um, its recent release and the juggernaut of advertising and cultural things thrown behind it, it'd be worth talking about the release. Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, which is an unwieldy title at better times. It essentially follows on from the Man of Steel film released a few years back um, and introduces into the Superman world set up there characters such as Wonder Woman, Batman. Now, I'm going to, once again, open with a hard spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the film, don't listen to this podcast. Well, if you haven't haven't seen it and you want to see it, don't listen to it. I will be talking spoilers. But essentially, it is yes. a film in which they introduce Batman, played by Batfrak, and set those two superheroes, at least vigilantes, on a collision course for each other. Along the way, we have Lex Luthor, we have Lois Lane, we have uh, Wonder Woman appearing, we have Alfred, we have new versions of all the Batman side of things after Chris Nolan. And I really hated this film. Really hated this <laughs> film. Um, it's... No, I'm... I'm... I'm not the world's biggest Superman fan. As, as my wife will attest, I'm not very keen on Superman as a character. So I've never gone into Superman films with a lot of high hopes. But I do understand what Superman should be. I understand the principle behind Superman, even if I don't like it. This film does not seem to grasp the principles behind Superman. This film doesn't no. even seem to like Superman very much. I will say, to talk good for a minute, I think Ben Affleck's a very good Batman. I think if it had just been a Batman film, it could have been a very good, interesting film. Now, Batman, 20 years into his crusade, could have been a very interesting film. I liked Jeremy Irons' Alfred. Mm. I liked what there was of Wonder Woman. You know, there was, didn't really do a lot in in the film, but I, I liked what I saw of her. Henry Cavill has no charisma, but I think that maybe due to the direction, given how charismatic and funny he was in Man from Uncle in the Summer. So he has it in him, mm. even if it doesn't. Now I think there is a just before I hand back to Sam for his thoughts, there is an interesting parallel in historical nature around this film, is that the the very very, very, very early genesis of this podcast was a row Sam and I had about the film 300. Way many years back. This film comes from the same director and suffers I think from some of the very same problems that 300 suffers from um, but it still has the visual stylings that Zack Snyder can certainly bring to a film mm. but that was my two, two minute review Sam I think that that's the world's a good place to start but what seemed and it, yeah, the the row we had was well, it was it was it was a good one. It was the genesis of this podcast, but it was I was nice. sort of exaggerating my position as I tend to do when I talk, when I talk to Rob. Um, 
it was I didn't like 300 but I could see what Rob was saying it was it was groundbreaking for some of the visual things it was doing this no. Batman vs Superman is not groundbreaking it's Zack Snyder doing what he did 15 years ago it, like, how yeah it's an angry film yeah it's a bad it's film. just it's so <laughs> angry at Superman and Batman and everybody and you just like I, I appreciate they're trying to do something that Marvel aren't. Like Marvel is family fun, it is bright, it is colourful, it is superheroes. This, this is obviously going for a, a dark, moody route, but it's Superman. You know? Yes. It's Superman. He's the big the, boy scout. Mm, the the thing is with Marvel, there, there are the um, big, family-friendly budget films, big budget films, not budget films, um, big budget films like Guardians of the Galaxy and um, say the the first couple of Iron Man films um, but then you do have a, what I think is quite successful turned to a little bit of darkness like um, well, one, one of the trailers we saw before watching this film which is bad because we just saw a bunch of trailers for films I would have rather seen um, was uh, Captain America Civil War so you mm. have Marvel sort of turning turning to a slightly darker presentation there. Um, yeah, I I didn't like this one. Um, I was taken to this film, and therefore told that I couldn't be negative about it because I was spoiling something that I had bought for me. Um, so I held my tongue a bit. Did the person but... buying it for you enjoy the film? No. no okay, fair enough. <laughs> but she did. She did say, "Say, save your negative negativity for Rob." Um, ah! So this is <laughs> this is me. My negativity. Um, yeah, it was wasn't it great? Now I the things I liked about this film. I like you. I I like Ben Affleck. I was I was pleasantly surprised by Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, mm. I didn't think he could pull that off, and he did. And Jeremy Irons is very good. And as you said, if it had just been a Batman film, Batman twenty years older, twenty years more jaded, um, then it would have been quite interesting. Although I have reservations about Batman as a character, I, I just, I just have to love Batman. Um, mm. So I, I can see. Politically, how he's he, he's not the, uh, the the most morally sound being alive. He he's just, he's just great fun. So, be, if you know me, you you will know that I I love Batman films, and I and I could see how if this had been a Batman film, it would have been great. Um, but it wasn't. It was a Batman film and a Superman film and a sort of embryonic Wonder Woman film. Like jammed together with all the subtlety of someone taking like a a saw to a a bunch of secondhand cars, it was horrible. The scene it in was... which she she watches the the videos of the other Justice League members is like this is the least subtle way of doing it I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yes, it was. No, I talked about um seeing trailers beforehand for films I'd rather see. One of them was um, Suicide Squad, and I hope DC can redeem themselves for that. Um, and there was a Marvel one as well. 
but this was like a trailer within the film. It was like her saying, well, I know this film is rubbish, but look, look where we're going next. And here's a trailer for the Justice League film. It was mm. so unsightly. Um, yeah, I I didn't like didn't like that. I felt there was something very clunky. And now, when I say comic book like, I'm not being dismissive of the comic book form. I love comics, um, but I think in order to transition from a comic to the screen. Certain things have to be done. Have to be, certain changes have to be managed, and I don't feel feel this film did that. I feel there was a lot of sticking narratives together and thinking, mm. oh, "I can use a jump cut here, and it's fine because it's a comic." Well, no, it's not a comic. Stop being lazy. It's a film. It it seemed to be, for me it was a strange sort of dichotomy in this that the film had a load of character beats it didn't earn in any way. Mm. But presumed you knew the things of Superman, Batman, and their stories. But at the same time, needed to once again show you Batman's parents being killed. Yeah, it's like like you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, you need no knowledge to go into the film, but also this is only going to make sense. And like, like, but the thing, this is like it's it was one of those films that's so busy trying to be the birth of something that it ended up just being terrible. There's a, there's a, there's a scene in which. Batman, I'm going to assume, hallucinates a dark end of the world future, um, yeah. in which Superman's taking over. Which I, I, I'm going to assume to be nice was a dream. His idea of you know this is what could go wrong, but then he's woken up by some sort of weird, I suppose, another superhero who's caught appearing in like, some sort of like Stargate, so to warn him or to point him towards Lois Lane, and then he wakes up. So I'm like, well, is it a dream or isn't it a dream? Because if it's a dream, then what the hell's the second bit? Mm. And if it isn't a dream, what the hell's the first bit? And, I mean, yeah. this is before we even get, get into the end in the film in which their fight is stopped by the fact that they realise they have the same name for their mother. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that is literally... The, 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 the way the fight ends is that they have come to the conclusion that, well, your mum's called Martha, my mum's called Martha. What? What? And then they throw Doomsday in there, and it just... Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it was just it was a mess of a film. It, this the story beats that they tried to throw at this should have been, you know, two films long. Mm. And, and that that isn't even we've been talking for ten minutes. We haven't even touched on Jesse Eisenberg's Let's Luther. Now this this is the thing. I think Jesse Eisenberg was a good thing in this film. I don't. I don't care that he didn't really fit with any of the other stories. I just really enjoyed him. I can see that he, he, he felt like he was having fun in the film, which no yes. one else was. Yeah. But for that but reason, also, it felt like he was in a completely different film. Because yes. he was in a film that was great fun. He he felt much more like a Marvel bad guy mm. than yeah. a DC bad guy. And it also, like aside from... Like the individual performance, like as a, a macro level of the film, I have no idea what he was trying to achieve as a character. No, why? Why did he make Batman fight Superman? Why did he I'm, blow up I'm, council buildings? What? Yeah, there's a really weird scene in which he talks to Helen Hunt um, in his house, and she said basically that she won't support him, and that's it. That, that, that's like why have that scene? What, what, what was that saying? It's just like, but nothing. It was just. 
it was like someone forgot to do an edit. They just kind of threw all the scenes together and put them on screen. Yeah. I think well, that... <clears throat> you mentioned um, Lex Luthor in this as a bit of a Marvel bad guy rather than a DC bad guy. He was a little bit channeling Heath Ledger. He was a... The, yeah. the DC bad guy he was nearest was Heath Ledger's Joker. But the difference is that Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker in the Christopher Nolan films everyone knows that he's insane mm. no one seemed to know that Lex Luthor was insane, no one seemed to care no one seemed to react to him whereas in, in the Dark Knight films and I, I gloss over this because I know you don't like them but in the Dark Knight films at least people acknowledge that Heath Ledger is there and he's mad and he's making yes. some sort of impact on the narrative I think I was like, whilst I don't enjoy the Nolan films, about mainly on the particular trailer of Batman, like as a cohesive ecosystem of films, they're certainly more cohesive than what we've got currently from this film. I think the mm. thing that, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of comic books, always have been, and I'm a big fan of what I call exploitation cult films, the films that are what most people consider bad films. So I, I'm a firm believer in the idea of like, like a good idea can make a film. And this film, in many ways, is chock full of good ideas. You've got a Superman racked with self-doubt. You've got a Lex Luthor who isn't like the Lex Luthor YouTuber. He's the son of a of a magnet. He's a spoiled rich kid. Hmm. Um, more of like, more of like a Silicon Valley tech billionaire. We've got an old jaded Batman. Um, and we've got this sort of mysterious figure of Wonder Woman. Like, there are so many bits of this film that, like, on paper sound great. The idea of them on a macro level sounds brilliant. But once you get into the micro level of it, mm. it's just so badly done. It's just almost aggressively terrible in places. Mm. I mean, and after you. I, w- I was going to step in and stop your ranting, really. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, I have a feeling you could go on for hours. <laughs> I probably could. To listen, we, but, but it is a small batch. I mean, we need to wrap it up at some point. Yes. Um, go on, then, Rob. Save us. Give give us one decent superhero film that we haven't talked about. So I'm going way, 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 way back for my recommendation because it's really easy to recommend Marvel films, Golden Galaxy, that kind of thing. So I am going to go back to 1998 uh, from director Stephen Norrington. And I'm going to recommend the original Blade film. Wesley Snipes, half vampire, half human, who hunts vampires. It is... The opening scene in The Rave is one of the most visually striking memorable film images of its generation. It is... Whilst the sequels never quite lived up to the promise of the original one, it is it is violent, it is R-rated, and it is brilliant. And for an early superhero, he says in the commas film... It was one of the best. Right. Um, mine is the the other end of the spectrum, time wise, um, and I'm going to stretch things a bit. I'm not going to go for a film, but um, I'm going to go for a TV series, and it's a TV series that I'm enjoying at the moment, and it's Marvel, so there is there's really a link, but there is a link because the. Um, universally panned uh, big screen version of this was played by none other than uh, Ben Affleck and it is the current series Daredevil 
Um, mm. And I'm enjoying that for the narrative. Um, enjoying it not so much for the actress who plays Karen Page, who is not great. Um, but there are lots of good acting performances in And that is a great example of how to transfer a comic book to the screen. There is... Uh, one of the best things about the Daredevil series is the way that um, Daredevil, the the alter ego Daredevil, is interwoven with Matt Murdock's life, um, and I think that's something that this film. As you said, there are there are some it, there are some visually arresting set pieces. There are some brilliant ideas, but it it's just one hot mess, and it never fits together. So go to Daredevil to uh, experience that in a good way. Fair enough. Well, guys, we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled um, programming. We'll be talking uh, Goodwill Hunting. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Prestige is a Kaiju Industries production. Check out their other work at facebook.com forward slash Kaiju Industries. Rawr. Arr.